major modifications. Okay? Now, these are the basic rules. We now have some fine-tuning to do. Let's put it that way. Concerning types of accent. An acute accent, that's this kind here. Remember, this was the circumflex. We're talking about this one here. May stand on any one of the last three syllables, and it may stand on either a long or a short syllable. In other words, it's the most flexible. It can stand anywhere on anything. Larger and more ponderous is the circumflex. It is somewhat limited, being more ponderous. It can stand only on one of the last two syllables and only on a long. So, while, notice how I did this in theory. So in theory, any one of those would work. When you're dealing with a circumflex, it's got to stand on a long syllable. So this is long, but it can also stand only on one of the last two. So this is out as a syllable as far as the circumflexes are concerned. Just out. Can it stand here? No, because that's a short syllable. So immediately you can see, this ought to be apparent, you're going to see more acutes than circumflexes. Just by the way it works. It's just more limited. It's just more limited in terms of where it can possibly stand. All right, now, concerning length of the final syllable. When the ultima of any Greek word is long, either because the vowel it contains is long or because it is a diphthong other than oi or i, both the acute and the circumflex accent are restricted in their usage and will be not be found at their maximum distance from the end of the word. Now, that sounds complicated. Well, it is. No, <clears throat> it's not that bad. Let me put up another word here. Let me put up this word. Let's say I'll take a variation of that one. Eta, with the Yoda subscript, is a long vowel. Now, what this rule says is this. If the last syllable is long, then, even though in theory the acute can stand three back, it can't do that anymore. And even though in theory the circumflex could stand two back, 
can't do that anymore. Okay? So basically what you're doing, if the final syllable is long, you're cutting off one syllable possibility from each one of them. Now it can only go to penult or ultima. Now, I want you to notice this. This is a very important point that, uh, let's see a show of hands of uh, all the people who've had some Greek before. All right? Now, did you guys realize this? See, this, this is, a lot of people never catch on to this point. That if the ultima is long, there are a huge number of restrictions that suddenly come into play as to how many and where the accents are. So in other words, once the ultima is long, you're o rather than having this kind of a thing go on, your only possibilities are that and that. That's all there are. There are just three possibilities. You've lost two other very major possibilities. So the ultima being long is going to restrict possibilities for accent. And that is under B1. Look at point B1. An acute accent cannot stand on the antepenote. This is all the way back, like here. And the ultima cannot stand on the penult, with, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, circumflex cannot stand on the penult, which is right here. And that's why I had that line going through that. So all we're going to have is this possibility. That's a very important point. All right, now, uh, Kevin, let's hear what your question is. You've got in, uh, in uh, 2A of the regular Yes, that is the vowel. So a long vowel makes it a long syllable, a short vowel makes it a short syllable, and then for the diphthongs. The diphthongs are long except for final oi and i. Those two, final oi and i, that's mentioned right there on your sheet. Yes, and it's got to be, here's the other thing, it's got to be the last two words, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the last two letters, Pat. If, for let, let's say, if you had something like a sigma here, that's long. See, when we say final, we mean actually, literally, the last two letters. Okay? Danny, by final, do we mean the last two letters or just the last syllable? Ah, okay. The last two letters. By final, oi, and I, we mean the last two letters only. Now, this is a key point. Now, mind you, for those of you who are interested in this sort of thing, uh, Pat, the final, oi, and I are long for accenting purposes, all right? Now, 
Are there other purposes for which something could be considered long and short? Yes, there is. And that is Greek poetry, which was done by scansion of lines. Ba, 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 okay? Long, short, short, long, short, short, or long, short, long, short, long, short, or short, short, long, short, short, long, like that, in that kind of pattern. Now, for scansion purposes, final oi and i are still long. But for accenting purposes, they are short. If we have a little time today, I'll show you one piece of Greek scansion poetry in the New Testament. It's very interesting. It's a book of Titus. And you can see the difference between accenting and scansion by taking a look at this. Uh, okay. Are we to assume all the variables are long then? Uh, no. Now, that's an excellent question. <clears throat> Here's what you should assume. You should assume that the variable vowels are short, except if I tell you different. Okay? You can find this out by looking at a very major dictionary like Liddell and Scott that I talked about yesterday, the classical Greek dictionary. I will tell you as we go through the paradigms what's long and what's short. But default mode is short. Default mode is not long. So is this going to be your A and E? Alpha, Yoda, and Upsilon. Those are we consider short. Th those are the variable vowels. Right. Oh, eta and omega are always long. Right. And epsilon and omicron are always short. So, you know, your main one it, that it's going to revolve around is alpha. The epsilon and yoda are not factors. Yoda, especially as endings, is always short. Uh, but the alpha has some variable possibilities.